Well, hello once again, and welcome to The Kitchen Table with Arctic Eric. It's always a joy for me to meet with you here at The Kitchen Table, and I always appreciate you taking the time to to listen to what I have on my heart to chat with you about. This is the podcast Fika with Arctic Eric. Fika being that freedom that you and I have as born-again children of God in Christ Jesus always. That's right, the freedom to know him more deeply, more intimately, more personally on a day-by-day and moment-by-moment basis, the freedom to hear his voice, the freedom to follow him, and the freedom to share him, the good news about salvation through Jesus Christ with those we meet. All right, we're in Ephesians right now, chapter 2. Uh, We begin here at the kitchen table with verses 1 and 2. That message at the table here was titled, You Once Were Dead. Yes, we once were dead in our sins. We once had no living relationship with God. And it's good that we remember that. We once were dead. And at the same time, to rejoice that we have new life through faith In Jesus Christ. And then we moved on to verse 3 in chapter 2 of Ephesians, where we're told that we all used to live in a particular way. You know, I don't live in the person, in the thoughts, in the memories. I don't live in remembrance of the person that I once was. And by no means am I suggesting that you should do it either. However, this is important. Paul makes it quite clear here that, in fact, we once did live a particular way. And the reason we're not to forget that is because we have a tendency to think that this wonderful new life we're living has something to do with us, that we somehow are making what God began come to completion in our lives when he says he will complete that which he began. And what happens in the process for some is we begin to look at others, and instead of then remembering who we once were, we think, well, I'm thankful I was never like them. Or we begin to criticize them or judge them or look down upon them. And that's why we're all needing at those moments to be reminded that you and I also used to live in a particular way, following the desires and inclinations of our sinful nature, and that we, just like everyone else, were subject to God's anger or subject to his wrath. So that kind of sums up the first two times we chatted here at the kitchen table when we looked again at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. You once were dead. And then in the second uh, chat here, we looked at the fact that we all used to live that way. What way? As sinners, indulging in those impulses that were certainly not led by the Holy Spirit. But now we can be led by the Holy Spirit. And you know, being led by the Holy Spirit is the only antidote against that sinful nature, those desires that crop up, that come up, that bubble up from time to time. But let's move on here. Uh, to verse 4. I like the first two words here in verse 4. Are you ready? 
After discussing who we were and not forgetting who we were at particular times, he says, but God. That's right. Paul says, but God. You know, in your life, in my life, if you're a born-again child of God, if you're trusting in Christ alone for eternal life, if he, Christ, the eternal one, lives in you, then you can say, but God crashed into my darkness with his marvelous light. But God has shown his love for you and for me while we were lost, while we were yet sinners. Christ died for you, and Christ died for me, and he died for the whole world. We know from Paul's writing in Romans that the wage of this sinful life that we were living was death. That's right, eternal separation from God, utter darkness. But when we come into the life, we can receive the free gift of God. What is that? The free gift of God, the but God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So Paul is saying, but God, because of his great love for you and me, this God who is rich in mercy, this God, but God, because of his great and wonderful love, but he, even though we were dead because of our sins, we were helpless, we were hopeless. There's nothing we could do to make things right with God. We could not reach up to him successfully through our works or actions or thoughts or ideas. But he reached down to us by sending Christ. And it says here, even though we were dead because of our sins, he, who is that? God gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only, let's get that straight, it's only by God's grace you have been saved. His undeserved favor and mercy has saved you, rescued you, and delivered you from judgment. And this isn't just a one-time situation with but God. But God has rescued me, and God has rescued you many times in your life, and the Holy Spirit will bring those to remembrance so that you can be filled with thanksgiving to the Lord, filled with faith to know that he who rescued you yesterday will rescue you tomorrow and even more today. Paul goes on in verse 6 to say, For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we're united with Christ. Listen, when you became born again, Christ lives in you through the person of the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are in you because of the person of the Holy Spirit in you. Therefore, you're seated in Christ Jesus positionally at the right hand of the Father. You're united with Christ Jesus. You are one with him in your innermost being, in that hidden man of the heart, in the spirit that is born again by the Spirit of God. He goes on to say, why did God do this? You know, that's a good question. He raised us up. He seated us with Christ in the heavenly realms. We're united with Jesus. Why? Verse 7 gives us the answer. Listen, God has a reason for what he does. Whether you and I understand it at the moment, God still has a reason. And as we seek him, we will find his reasons for everything that occurs. Okay, so God can point to us 
That's why he seated us in Christ Jesus. We're united with Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. We got to try to wrap wrap our heads around a, a little bit of this because a lot of times we think we're the ones that that need to uh, shine forth out of our own strength and power and inertia and energy and willingness and willfulness. But it says God wants to point to what he's doing in you and in me yesterday, day, and tomorrow as you and I are can be living examples of the incredible abundance, the incomparable riches, the wealth of his grace and kindness poured out toward us. He is continually pouring out his incredible grace upon you and me because Jesus Christ is the one who is filled with grace upon grace. You have been set in the race by grace, and by grace you will complete the race as you trust in God, Christ, the Holy Spirit, to complete what he began. So we can say, Lord, you desire in my life to show through what you do, the incredible wealth of your grace in my life, your kindness toward me, because I'm united with Christ through faith in him. God desires that you be a vessel of his amazing grace, that you be an instrument through whom he flows in such a way that others can see the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward you, not just in the future, but right now. And, you know, the thought comes to mind, but how do I do it? Listen, it's who does it. It says God will do it. That's what the Christian life is about. It's not about what you and I do. It's about what God has done, will do in the future, and what God desires to do today. Wow. Well, my, 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 here we are. It's been 10 minutes. I guess it's time to thank you again for being here at the kitchen table as we've looked at Ephesians 2. Uh, what verses did we look here? We looked at verses 4 and 5 and 6 and 7, I guess it was. Yep, sure was. And uh, we'll be back here at the kitchen table again uh, and continue on with verse 8. But for the moment, let me just pray that best prayer that I know to pray for you. Let God's good, perfect, and acceptable will be done in you, for you, and through you today to others, in Jesus' name, that's my prayer. God bless you today. Good day. <laughs>